to hour number two of the Sane Asylum, broadcasting worldwide on republicbroadcasting.org, speakfreeradio.com on the audio side and on the video, Facebook, Twitter, Rumble, and Odyssey live. So uh, if you can support RBN and SFR, please do. And we're going to open up the phone lines now, the call-in number, 512-248-8252. That's 512-248-8252. 512-248-8252. So, Paul, anything else you want to discuss before we start taking calls? Um, no, not at the moment. I thought the first hour went uh, pretty well, and I'm sure people might want to react to it. And just to state my position as succinctly as possible, um, I, uh, just like you, I'm civil and polite to people that I meet, okay? I don't... Mm-hmm. I don't problem or issue for anybody but i i wish to and want to resist with every fiber of my being this invasion of our country by non-whites so there's two things at play here and i don't have any issue with anybody who's pro-white okay but that still doesn't make you white just because you're pro-white and unfortunately i don't think enough of these other races really give a damn about us so we're basically on our own in my opinion i agree and i would add a third category that Every Jew's got to go. <laughs> well, of course. All right. Let's open up the phone lines. First caller, Dave from New England. Dave, what's on your mind? Hello. Hello. Is this Dave from New England? Hi. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's Dave. Hey, hey how you doing, guys? Uh, pretty good, Dave. What's on your mind? Well, I just want to tell you that the fucking Dago Mafia... The oh, this is the shithead that tr- tr- likes to get fucked in the ass by trannies. Hey, good job. You got past our screener. That's Steve. Everybody needs to know that Steve obsesses about Giuseppe. He's, he's a loser who likes to uh, get uh, pegged by trannies, and he claims to be in California. I think he is because I think we finally found his phone number. So, Steve, we're getting close, man. You got a big mouth, and you like to... Uh, talk big but you know what steve i think we may have your phone number we're got some really talented guys working on it you made a mistake when you called my cell phone the other day with two unknowns but in the midst of it you you hit facetime man so i think we got your number pal and boy are you gonna not be happy if that's the case so fuck you you loser all right let's move on <laughs> Wait a minute. He was, he was just about to make a good point. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's this thing. That dude is, is mentally unhinged. I mean, I guess what happens with a lot of these homosexuals is uh, you get that bareback and you get the parasites and it literally infects your brain and inability to think. And that guy calls calls uh, Gahari all the time, calls... Uh, lot of the guests and and what what a what a go get your next booster steve uh let us know how that one goes for you all right all right good good uh good uh that's what that is a beautiful example of a man versus a boy and uh i wasn't the boy so all right michael from california you're next what's on the uh what's on the uh um, your mind michael hey good evening can you hear me Yes, sound good. Go ahead. Yes, uh, thank you, Matt Gates. Finally, the grifter Zelensky keeps coming over and begging us for his money, and maybe we can make wake the American people up and stop this Jewish grifter every week begging for money. And Matt Gates, uh, he caught on, I guess, to Kevin McCarthy because 
McCarthy was selling out, doing backroom deals. And, uh, you know, and ever since 1948, why can't Israel get along with his neighbors? What is wrong with Israel? There's been war after war after war. What is Israel's problem? And it's all fake Jews anyway over there. Fake Ashkenazi Jews. It's fake. That's, that's my uh, statement for tonight. How do you like that? Uh, yeah, isn't it funny how uh, uh looks like uh, good old uh, uh, Zelensky's headed for hard times? Yeah, the, he. what was it, about a month ago they were all ignoring him at the G20 and and he keeps uh, trying to mo- mooch more money and he it's coming out. He bought uh, a several million dollar villa for his mother-in-law, but it's just money laundering. The guy's just a, a little uh, Jew He's homosexual. Yeah. Piece of garbage. garbage. There you go. Yeah. And I hope the American people wake up. They're making Matt Gates to be the villain in Congress. I think he's doing a good job. What do you think of Matt Gates? Uh, I I mean I you know I it's hard to understand. I don't really follow politics that closely anymore. I think they're all uh, uh, little marionettes with uh, the Jew puppeteers hand up their rear end. But I it was really enjoyable to see Gates. Uh, take down McCarthy because he was always uh, uh, Israel first kind of guy. So, Paul, your thoughts? Well, I mean, again, going back to what he brought up with, uh, you know, the money going over to Ukraine and basically it's been stolen. This is what they've always done. It goes all the way back to the Revolutionary War. And before, right. Right. you have, quote, bankers. And, of course, bankers is just a euphemism for Jews. Yeah. Right? Involved. But there's not even Israel's not even real Jews. Those aren't even real, those Jews don't go back. Those are Ashkenazi but, but, that inhabit not, Israel, right? Not quibble with the word that is part of the thought I was expressing, which is this: is that any time you have these people financing wars, financing government operations of any kind, even public works, okay? They're going to skim, and in many cases, they're going to skim big time and make themselves so wealthy that we now have to contend with what it is we're facing, which is they, with their money, are engineering a world that nobody would vote for. This world of AI, this world of high-density housing in urban and suburban areas, this world of nonstop flood, infinity browns and infinity blacks and infinity Asians invading every white piece of territory. And it's all done with their disgusting, filthy quote, Jew money. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, all politicians are useless henchmen unless they show themselves to be otherwise. And again, whatever Matt Gates has done to this point, I'm not that familiar with his resume that I would be qualified to speak on it. Okay, well, you're right. The politicians are bought and paid for. Okay, but but, um, I, I want the American people to wake up to this Jewish question and people like yourself and Giuseppe are educating a lot. I've, I've become educated with Giuseppe's work and, and yes, and this whole Kalergi plan, I want people to wake up to that too. This, uh, this Kalergi plan where they're just now flooding us and with low brown and black IQ people that bring nothing to the table and are only going to be problems for us going down the road. So. I support your your view on immigration. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, thank you for the show, Giuseppe. You guys have a good evening. Thanks for the call, Michael. Paul, let me ask you a question. You know, uh, back in the 
when I used to pay more attention to politics in the 70s and the 80s, especially European politics, it's like if somebody uh, sneezed at an inappropriate time, they'd bring down the Italian government, right? And now you've got literally an invasion and that rich uh, white uh, installed uh, traitor uh, prime minister, I think, what is his name, Maloney or something like that, she... Um, she got elected on on securing the borders, and as soon as she got in, just like they all do, she turned right around and, and is supporting the uh, 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 World Economic Forum Kalergi implementation. And why hasn't why haven't the white Italians brought down that government? Why haven't the uh, white French brought down that government? Especially why haven't the white English brought down their government? I mean, uh, uh, you know, they tried to vote harder with Brexit. There is no voting your way out of this. I mean, you've got a bunch of satanic Jew parasites operating out of Belgium with uh, the European Union, and that 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 they have an opportunity because they have real numbers. They have vast majority of whites, and I I'm just stunned that they haven't brought their governments down and 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 turned to the only solution, which is nationalism. Your thoughts? Well, you know, it just comes back to what I call this the distillation, you know, various levels of uh, clarity and simplicity to what he left with. You know, look at history, what history is made by men who are willing to use force and violence and impose it upon others. And that's what these governments are doing. That's what the Jews are doing. And essentially things are not going to change until one group or set of groups uh, decides to uh, use uh, force and violence to impose their their will on others. And, I mean, let's face it, uh, that's the reality of the situation. And, and people are reluctant. I mean, because let's face it, your life will change forever, especially if you get caught. I mean, it's either going to be life in prison or the death penalty. So you have to be pretty assured that you got, you know, guys on your side. I mean, it's kind of like nobody wants to do it alone, right? Right on, so, yeah. But sooner or later, you know, and I used to hear you say it all the time on Revolution Radio and other places where you said that, you know, the the, um, the number of people in this world that are in control, that are doing this to us, probably wouldn't fill up a soccer stadium in Europe. And I, I, I would concur with that assessment. So therefore, you know, what it's up to it's up to us to organize and to have what I call white racial unity. And yep. it, it's not going to be accomplished by by academic types uh, who are who are genteel. It's going to be accomplished by guys who like to uh, kick ass and take names. And that's just the way the world is. I didn't invent it. Yeah, well said. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to another Californian, Greg. Greg from California, what's on your mind? Gregory. Oh, Gregory, okay. Yep, we hear you, Gregory. Go ahead. Thank you. Yes, touch on subjects. (laughs) Greg. Pardon me? Go go on, Greg. Can you hear me okay? Am I coming through? You're actually uh, 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 modulating a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Are you hearing that, Paul? Or is it just me? Greg, this is the answer to all these callers out there that call in. Yes, we hear you, and yes, we're here. No, oh, happy day. I mean, they had, are you there? Yes, yes, we're here, and we hear you. So okay, go and ahead. Got a, as, Jim, as Jim Rome used to say on his great sports talk show, have, have, "Have a take, don't suck." Okay, clock is t- <laughs> clock is ticking, Giuseppe. You know. Okay, Greg. Okay. 
what's what's on your mind? You guys are coming in on a uh, fuzzy schedule, I suppose. But uh, okay, you know, yeah, Greg I'm is obviously uh, in the always the case. Uh, Greg, appreciate the call, but you're, you're kind of going a little slow, so let's move on. Uh, Sam, the next caller, uh, Brian in Washington. Brian, what's on your mind? Uh, this is Biochar Brian. <laughs> okay, already. Right. What, what's on your mind, Brian? Well, I guess I do have a, a little list here. Uh, I guess at the top of the list is uh, Giuseppe uh, mentioning that, you know, it's really just communism. It's taking over. So okay, we get we get it. It's it's you're a communitarian guy. We everybody loves you and Lark, and and you got it all figured out. Okay, let's go on to the next guy now, which is uh, JP in Chicago. Uh, this Sorry, is- guys, you got all our tards before me, but I, I'd like to I'd like to congratulate Brother Paul and G Man. You got a great show tonight, and you, you guys are doing really good. Oh, thanks, JP. Um, anyways, I'd like to back your uh, data up, uh, and Brother Paul, I, I've been in Reno, Lake Tahoe, I didn't, <clears throat> did some snowboarding up there in the mountains, beautiful area, uh, lots of beautiful blondes up there, uh, <laughs> but uh, what i like to back your data up with is uh, all the uh, shit going on in the city. Basically, if you go to heyjackass.com, www.heyjackass.com. Just look that up on Google. You'll find out that 85% of the crime in Chicago are black males. 13% are Latinos. And whites make up 3%. 3% of the crime. Oh, wonder white people committing 3% of the crime. But the FBI has got us labeled as Homeland Security as the number one terrorist. What do you guys think about that? I, they are they are uh, uh, traitors who should be hanged. I mean, it's crazy, and they should rename their organization to the FCI, which is the Federal Cheka Imitation, because these clowns are 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 just uh, they're little they're little uh, pit bulls for the international Jew. They have no, uh, nothing that that at the upper levels like that clown christopher ray this director he takes a call every morning from that vile subhuman uh jew uh, uh greenblatt i mean it, it's embarrassing and and every day you know you hear from the biden controlled uh jewish administration that white supremacists are the greatest threat to this nation actually I think it's uh, uh, children of the devil, Jewish supremacists are the greatest threat. Your thoughts, Paul? Well, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I I concur with what you just said. And uh, as far as what the the current caller is saying, um, yeah, again, these statistics are fairly well known. And, you know, you can quibble with a few percentage points here or there. But uh, The Color of Crime is the, the well-known book that referenced this, and they've been classifying Hispanics as white. Not all, of course, but they do classify a lot of Hispanic criminals as white, going way back to the 90s and before. I mean, it's just a very outrageous thing. So, yes, whites and Asians commit very, very small percentage of the crime, and the majority is committed by blacks 
and Hispanics. This is just a well-known thing. And, of course, it's because uh, we're racist, right? We're white supremacists. That's why they do it. Oh, of course. Um, another issue, guys, you, you need to know the inner cities are all hiring females and blacks. And, uh, oh, I, I, oh. I went to the uniform uh, police Chicago CPD, and it's all young black male getting uniforms now, and women, and and they're basically criminals with badges. They're not going to go after the gangsters. They're going to go after Whitey with you know the German Shepherd, the white man that's uh, breaking the street, you know, crossing the red line. This is what's going on in the cities today. This they're pure communists today. The cities, Chicago, Chicago is unbelievable. And, and that Jew Mayor Pritzker, I mean, JP, it has to outrage you that they're changing the laws so that uh, any any black, especially who commits these outrageous murders, violent assaults, gun assaults, or armed robberies, that they they get out, you know, with basically almost no bail. It's absurd. And I, yeah. I was raising my hand like horse shotgun. Welcome back, Cotter. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got another one for you guys. Giuseppe, you'll especially appreciate this, and maybe you as well, JP. You've been uh, alive as long as we have and watched back in the day a little, you know, uh, college football, a little pro football. So, Giuseppe, last night I was watching the USC-Arizona game, which actually turned out to be a whale of a game, and I was actually rooting for Arizona because they had the lead for a while, right? Because I'm just tired of the hyping of USC and the hyping of their quarterback, Caleb Williams, has been the next biggest thing, uh, Heisman Trophy winner, number one draft choice. They, they're really just pimping this guy. It makes me nauseous. Well, uh-huh. anyway, if all oh, in the past, if you've ever watched some of the old games back in the day when USC played and they trot out the horse and the Trojan warrior on the horse. I remember that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, with the sword and the period garb. Well, they did that last night on the game, and guess what it was? It was a woman. They had a woman Trojan warrior. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. There's just nothing they will not contaminate. They will not ruin. They have to go. They're nothing but yeah. just toxic demons. I used to love NFL, but when NFL started going on their knees for BLM, I stopped watching it. I don't, and one of your guests, uh, one of your hosts, uh, Jeremy, called it nigger ball. I'm sorry, I can't watch football anymore, bro. It's, it's that bad. It, it's all when it went to when they went on their knees to BLM. I stopped watching it after that. And root for the white quarterbacks and the teams that have a lot of white. Like the 49ers got quite a few white players when you watch them, both on offense and defense. And there's quite a few teams in the NFL still that have a number of prominent and very talented white players on both offense and defense. And, you know, but I, I, yeah, I play, ball. I play ball. I played football, inner city, Chicago football. I, I love football. I was a Brett Favre fan for years. Green Bay Packers fan. That was me. Dick Buckus. He was our enemy. <laughs> Cause I love the Packers, man. It was my team. But after they went BLM and that woke shit, and, uh, you know, our abomination hey, you guys, JP, of stand desolation. Line, Paul, uh, Sam, if you could play clip number 14, you guys are going to like this one. Because here, uh, speaking of the Vikings, uh, who are, are the, the uh, in the same division as the Packers or the Bears, I had no idea that uh, the Vikings were black. So check this out. Clip number 14, Sam. Were black. Of course they were. 
white people. The Vikings were not blonde hair, blue eyed people. The people in Sweden now were not the people in Sweden during the time of those events. They were dark flesh, woolly haired people. They were all black people. Of course they were. But let's see your evidence. But if you hadn't lied about this, then we would know this. I want y'all to pause to read that. Okay, let's pause and read that. Totally unbiased website called The Africans in Diaspora reports. The original Vikings were black. This is clear in the Ozenberg 8th century Vikings on the Norway slash carving. Now let's see this slash carving that makes it so clear. You ready? I promise you I will use the same picture they used in their article. Here it is. Yes, yes, you see it right. They took the carvings on black wood and used it as a proof that Vikings were black skinned. Because it's in black wood. The whole website, the Africans in Diaspora, reported that Vikings were black because they seen black wood carvings and thought, yes, that must be photorealistic. This is their proof. I kid you not. This is their whole proof. But let's see the video further. This book is called Nature Knows No Color Line. And you can read that above because it's all valuable information, but we're going to focus on what's below. Let me break that down to you. When y'all were trying to break down the fact that y'all were scientifically superior to black people, but you would literally create your own statues, go back and bury them where you found these Negroid statues, and then dig those statues up several years later and present it to the world as a new discovery, all in the while discrediting the Negroid statues you found there. Now this one is interesting. Do you know what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and a normal theory? Normal okay, theory we, can we be can disproven. You guys get the point. That's oh, just so trigger central. Trigger, trigger central. <laughs> Break it. Break it down, brother. You know, it reminds I, me, and I'm sure you remember and JP as well, about the time they first started coming out with this blather about race as a social construct. I think I right. heard it like in the 90s or something. Similar well, to I, when these Jewish so-called anthem Oh, we all came out of Africa. They can, using mitochondrial, trace our ancestry. We all came out of some black woman in Africa. Go ahead. Yeah, that's bullshit. bullshit. Out of Africa, out of Africa is bullshit. We know this. You look at a lot of work today with modern DNA, and it's it's the Atlanteans were white. The Atlanteans that lived off the sea, they had red hair. The creators of the pyramid, if you look at the ancient uh, DNA of the pharaohs, they had red hair, bro. Blue eyes, blonde hair. It's a fact. That's a fact. You know, uh, the, these Atlantinians are the original race. The, the the original Hebrews were white. And and brother, I got to say, brother, Pastor Eli, I work with this guy as a Vietnam vet. His research is accurate, very accurate. The, the original Hebrews were white. They had, they had white, you know, blood, and, and that's our ancestry. But these other races are trying to take over, and they take over through Cain. Cain killed Abel. That's how they take over, through stealing and killing and murdering. And and the statistics are there. The FBI statistics are there. You just look at the numbers. They're there. You know, you can't, you can't lie with statistics, right? Right. <laughs> Would quibble with that statement, but anyway, yeah, we got the point. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll let you go, man. Good show tonight. God bless. Thanks for the call, JP. Appreciate it. You know, Paul, are you aware that the original statues 
of the Buddha were of a white red hair guy, and that was uh, changed now to make him seem as though he's a Chinese guy. I mean, they're pretty much wiping the Scythians, who were the apex predators of the earth about you know five six thousand years ago, and and they they were nomadic whites, uh, you know, who were the predecessors of the Vikings. Oh, but the Vikings are black. And they would they would go conquer, and if it was interesting, but they didn't have any any interest in commerce or settling down, then they'd move on. I mean, so there's so much that we're lied to, especially when it comes to the true history of the white race. But that's when you have the children of the devil, the Jew, getting to write the academic books and the history books, and 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 lie about it all. So there you go. Right, and and if you recall, Henry Ford pointed out back then. Okay, back in the late teens and early twenties, he pointed out that the Jews were in control of all publishing back then. Right. Yes, so imagine absolutely. That now. Yeah, imagine now. All right, great call, JP. Let's move on to Charles in Texas. Charles, welcome. What's on your mind? Yeah, I'm getting you through um, Odyssey app on the Roku TV, the big screen. But anyway, um, I wanted to. I think. Did you see where our Japan sold? Um, a trillion dollars of U.S. bonds. I think it was going to crash the market on Monday, and so that's why they did this war in Israel. And and probably oh, interesting that, point. Yeah, I didn't. I that did see that. That aircraft carrier is one that's scheduled for demolition anyway. So they going to kill two birds with one stone. Oh, great point. Great point, Paul. Your thoughts? I I, I had not heard that. So that's interesting news to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm I was not just sure re- about the, the the trillion dollars in bonds, but that's a bunch. I mean, it was just a YouTube. Somebody said that they did that on on Friday. I haven't verified that, but that would I would think. Shake well, the it gets worse than the bond market. Is that right now? There's getting ready uh, the, that seventy trillion with a T in options and derivatives are coming due as well. So uh, it's unbelievable how much the Jew has just stolen and, and, and with this, this financial parasitism has just destroyed the, I mean, the real economy of all the first world countries. It's just, and, and uh, I hope, uh, I like, go ahead, Paul. I was going to say, no, I, I, Paul, go ahead. And then, and then uh, uh, Charles after, go ahead, Paul. For Charles and anybody listening to, it's an important point to always bear in mind that all of this economic stuff, this currency stuff, this bonds, is really all irrelevant. It's actually just a giant mind fuck. I'm sorry to use that word, but it doesn't really matter because it's all all most of this money exists in computers as a rule. Okay, not that much currency is really in use. There's currency that's probably being stored and hoarded. But the vast majority of all business transactions take place from computer to computer, right? So, you know, what they want us to believe is that all of these financial shenanigans and these Ponzi schemes and everything that these Jews are involved in, all these these phony gambling Wall Street shenanigans really matter to the real economy. And as I mentioned on air before, I was informed first probably back in the 90s, uh, and I've heard multiple people actually say it as well and read it. That only one to at the most two percent of all the money, in other words, the entire so-called money supply, one to two percent is used for all buying and selling. Right? That's all commercial, all retail, etc. 
all buying and selling. All the rest of the money is in the markets. So since this money that's in the markets doesn't really spill over into the, quote, real economy where people are buying and selling and conducting business with each other, how does it really make a difference what happens with these bonds and all the other stuff? And it's just an excuse for them to steal, for them to lie, to tell us our currency isn't worth anything, that we're, there's a recession, there's a depression. Oh, sorry, your assets, we're going to have to buy them up at 10 cents on the dollar. Anyway, the usual. Great point, Paul. We've hit the bottom of the hour. And after these messages, we'll continue to take your calls. tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop and lift? Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure! And the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Extendivite really works. Just listen to what some people have to say. Several years ago, I was developing a very uh, severe situation. I called it my flippy heart. It just was doing not good things. And I did not want to go to a medical doctor because uh, I just knew they would give me a cover-up pill. I didn't want to get onto that sort of thing at all. When I learned it was garlic and cayenne, and cayenne is a healer. It is a wonderful herb. I said, I think I'm on to something here. I'll tell you, I wouldn't be without it. It did wonderful things for me. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying 
their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your delight. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. My Teflon has finally... I have taken off my Teflon. I have teflin taken off my Teflon, and, and this is the album. Subvert cultures, my crooked nose convert. Before we get exposed, lending interest rate undisclosed, financial criminal. Four skins that I collect for you, Moloch. You tell me what to do, Goyum. Are in my servitude, my role so critical. So you're a white boy, reppin' the far right boy. Some Amalekite boy, but you're not so bright boy. I'm that kite type, that preemptive strike type. Inviting dislike type, make you form a right type. I'm the banker. Oi vey. The banker, the enemy of all, the Jewish banker. Welcome back to the final 30 minutes of the Sane Asylum number one. 181. It's October 8, 2023. Um, Giuseppe, co-host, N- Northern Nevada, Paul, NNP. It's been a great show so far. St- phone lines are still open, 512-248-8252, So let's see. Uh, Charles, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I was just quickly added about the aircraft carrier. You know, they always bring up the argument how Hitler was going to take over the world. Well, he didn't have any aircraft carriers. <laughs> now, the people, they always twist everything around. You know, what you're doing, and they, it's crazy. That's all I have to Oh, what a great I, point. Yep. Hit, hit, um, had Hitler successfully, and I'll get Paul's thoughts on this, successfully sued for peace once he had established Deutschland's appropriate borders, we would have had a thousand years of peace. And um, unfortunately, well, he Paul, he, he made a couple. Kill the, 
Go he ahead, didn't Jay. kill all the um, the elites like like Stalin did. The elite people stabbed him in the back because he was just a, you know, he wasn't part of the cabal. Yeah, great point, Paul. Your thoughts? Yeah. For, well, first of all, yeah, we all, we all wish that would have happened. Actually, even before I knew anything, I don't know why. Just as a kid, I was just drawn to the I don't know the imagery, the the story, whatever it is. I saw. I was always wanting the Germans to win when I, I saw the movies. And of course, now I realize it, the world would have been a better place. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because they were decent people, and when you read what they were trying to warn us about in their writings. Okay, it's like, like they could see into the future. They knew what was going to occur. And right. so, uh, again, but Charles, you're there in Texas, right? Yes. So what do you, what do you yes. think about my think about my idea of uh, the Dick Butkus-esque Border Patrol? You like that? <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to look that up on the Internet. I don't know him, but I'm, I've got it wrote down. I'm looking. Oh, oh I thought maybe you heard earlier in the show when I made that reference. That's all. Yeah, the clo- the clothesline, clothesline. Why, <laughs> Dick Butkus clotheslined a few people, but he did some amazing things. I mean, including jumping over people to tackle uh, other people extremely hard. It was quite quite amazing what he was able to do. He was such a a physical specimen. They used to call him the Appreciate monster that. of the midway. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, Ray, Ray Nisky was no joke either, Giuseppe. Just so you know. Oh, I know. Those games were something else. I mean, it was just literally, literally uh, two great teams of real men just get, giving it everything. It was it was something else. Well, Charles, I want to thank you so much for your call. And now let's move on to another Texan, Andy from Texas. Andy, welcome. What's on your mind? Oh, hey, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Um, no, there's absolutely no doubt that the uh, the uh, national international Jew has taken over the world and whatnot. I mean, look at our top three companies there, you know, uh, Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street. You know, I did a little bit of research, and I found out that BlackRock uh, owns 14% of Vanguard. Vanguard owns 9% of BlackRock, and BlackRock actually outright owns, has the controlling interest in uh, State Street. So, and they're all Jewish, so we can we can file it back there. But the reason we have a race problem in this country, if you want to call it a problem or whatnot, is because we've been uh, Jewed on the TV, if you will. They, yep. They've been telling us nothing but, you know, hey, you're supposed to hate the black guy. You're supposed to, you don't, don't like the Chinese guy. Don't like the Vietnamese guys. And, but we're all actually in the same race. It, it, but we are, we're conditioned to believe there's different races. I mean, I can get a black kidney and, and, and save my life, and a black guy can get my kidney and save his life or whatnot. Oh, uh, so, I mean, that's we not are, necessarily really true all the time, race, Andy. Right? There, there are differences in the races that you cannot just randomly um, uh, swap organs. Uh, you have to, there's a, there's a very uh, elaborate uh, matching system when it comes to organ transplant. And a lot of times you can't have a black kidney go on a white person or vice versa. It's nonsensical so, black. And spare us. You know, I, I heard this childish nonsense last week when you made this call. Anybody who says that we're all the same race or there's no such thing as race, it's it's just childish. You know, it's ridiculous. Okay, okay. So, so I mean, what makes us so different? Our, our culture or our color? What what makes us so different? 
Uh, you know, look, I, this is just, it's not even a conversation worth having. If you are a grown man, been alive for many decades, like you apparently have, and you've had access to the Internet, forget about in the old days you could go to the library and read books, and you're actually asking me, what makes difference? I'm sorry, I, I just don't have any patience for this nonsense, and I, I have to be blunt about it. There's no excuse for it, okay. in my opinion. Eracinated. Okay, okay. okay, but okay, can we agree on this, though, Paul? Can we agree on okay. this, that no matter what race we are, no matter what we've got going on, we're all in the same big pickle, right? They're trying to kill us all, even though they're putting one race above the other race or whatnot, right? Yes. Well, okay, so what would be your point in saying that? We all have to unite racially and fight the Jew? Is that is that it? Is this, this is not original. Yeah, well, so, so why should we have division amongst whatever we're calling races here? Why should we have division? There is uh, division. We're all in a common, we're in a common fight here, right? Oh, for God's sake. Well, Andy, yeah. most people don't realize it's a common fight. That's the problem. I would agree. Thank you for your time, gentlemen. Sure, sure. sure. Just Thanks for the call, Andy. All right, so. Um, so again, I, you know, look, Andy's probably a nice guy, and I would. Probably of course, he is. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, just not this topic, and I don't mean to be, uh, I don't mean to be mean, right? But I just, I can't stand ridiculous what I, for lack of a better label, uh, liberal blather. Okay, especially about race. You know, the bottom line is this is it's a problem. We don't want to go to school. Our children should not be going to school with black children. Okay, and again, you want to go on the internet and read about, you know, the the, the testimony of some parents and they've had to pull their kids out of school and move them to another school because they kept getting beat up by blacks and it's not vice versa. I have personal first-hand testimony of friends of mine, including the black guy I mentioned earlier, who told me that he couldn't believe how great it was to go to a majority white school because it was no problem. And he didn't get hassled or bullied. Okay, this is the nature of the difference in the races. Okay, we should be separate, right? Bluebirds and blackbirds and, and cardinals don't hang out together. This is the natural way. All right. Again, I could just go on and on like this, but yeah, I'm sorry to take that tone yep well i mean you've been at it a long time and, and and it's frustrating and that that's you know that anyone who says there's only one race the human race it's like saying there's only one dog the canine dog when a german shepherd is far different from uh, a, a chihuahua and the same is true of humans. I mean, the, 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 there's physiological proven differences. There's a, a cognitive abilities are different, athletic abilities, as you mentioned earlier in the show, Paul. And so, it, you know, you would think that if uh, you take the, the parasitic, uh, satanic, Talmudic Jew out of the equation and, and uh, countries are dealt with fairly and they're left to self-determine, that at some point we could, you know, create tourism industry and blah, blah, blah. But at first we have to... Uh, secure the white borders and secure the white nations and then worry about that later. So, I don't right. know. I, I mean, uh, you, go ahead. You can hear them talk. I mean, look, everybody is naturally racist. There's an in-group preference, right? right? And there's wariness of the out-group. And I've heard, for example, Koreans, you know, I, the, the famous South Korean, right? Well, I guess they are because we don't meet that many North Koreans. But yeah, I mean, they're extremely racist. And they're, they're racist against other Asians as well. You know, they don't like the Filipinos. They don't like the Chinese. On and on. If you've ever been around Mexicans, believe me, Mexicans don't like blacks, okay? Right. 
don't like, for example, uh, Tongans either, as an example. This is all my experience from the Bay Area. And it just goes on and on and on. For anybody to say such thing, it just sounds so simplistic and so childlike, right? Oh, we're all just human beings. This is a Jewish mind virus that they're implanting. Yep. They want to forget about our difference. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. We have other callers. Go on. No, no. I totally agree with what you're saying. All right. Next caller. Oh, by the way, I want to say at each hour that RBN store is awesome. That Wild Pastures, if you ever ordered some of their protein, their steak, their chicken, compared to even the good stuff from a box store, you will be stunned. It's like real food versus processed food. And so if you can support RBN, another great way is to go to the RBN store. There's, you know, you know, dozens, if not over 50 great products that will benefit your life. And again, the two major stations that this show is on, RBN and SFR, republicbroadcasting.org, speakfreeradio.com, they're both holding fall fundraising drives, so support them. And coming up in about 15 minutes is the highest-rated show on uh, on uh, um Highest-rated show on RBN Weekend, The King of Sunday Night, Robert Rabel, and Incendiary Radio. But we still have time for a few few more callers, and we're going to move on to Doug in California. Doug, welcome. What's on your mind? Good evening. Get in on the tail end. I'm going to cut to the chase. Hi, Paul. I think it was in uh, Art of War, Sun Tzu said, Know Thy Enemy. And the book, The Great Red Dragon, will expose... How the Jews obtained their great wealth globally very early in the century through the Dutch East India Company. Eventually, they took over every commodity, every country, almost every government. So, with that in mind, and we do know who's in charge with the control, call it to, to even believe that politics is going to change anything is stupid. Right. And Agreed. they've never done anything they've said. They're all liars. They're all Jew-controlled. They do what yep. they want. Trump, Biden, all of them. So, Paul, you've mentioned it many times, and you've never expounded on it. The only way, not flyers, not activism, none of that shit's going to change anything. It's just going to accelerate what they want. Anti-hate speech doctors, like now in Missouri, HB 269 in Florida, and it's going to continue, and it's going to get what they want. What? needs to be done where do you starve the beast Paul taxation you have mentioned many times before and I agree with you tax is voluntary yet the cock fucking government and populace is so cucked with 300 million guns ain't going to do shit so if you're not going to do anything with guns they're certainly not going to pay their taxes but if they had an understanding and some belief and some firmament that they're not obligated to pay the taxes, that's right. how you starve the beast and change the world and change our country. I will. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Well, so quickly, so at this point, not paying your income tax, which is what you're referring to, is a gesture of defiance, and I, I applaud it, I admire it, but it's not going to change the nature of the world we're living in. These people can create money out of nothing. All this, all the various taxation systems are is just to continue to rip us off and keep us poor. Um, so I encourage anybody who wants to do it to look into it, find out how not to do it. Nothing could be easier. Basically, you just don't do something. Okay, you don't file. You don't use their tax tables to assess yourself because it really is based upon self-assessment. 
right? They're never going to send you a tax bill based on income tax the way they will send you a property tax bill because it's a different system. But anyway, having said that, yeah, I agree with what you say, but I think stepping. Do you remember a few years back when there was that $50,000 challenge? If anybody and all these ex-IRS experts took on the challenge that if you could prove through the laws of the IRS that you have to pay taxation, you win the 50 grand and nobody won it. Not even the experts found the law. No, it was up to 100 at one point. I forget the group that did it. I think one guy's name was Bob, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, there's some group. They, they rented they rented a, a hotel room not a hotel room but a, like a like a banquet room or something in a hotel in DC right. every year they put the challenge out for anybody from the government or anybody could come and prove and nobody ever did um, but yeah that's another topic another show but I, I, I agree with uh, you know with uh, your sentiments and what you're saying as far as the solution you know look uh, nobody can, nobody can speak it on the air okay or in any right. electronic department to write it down, but you just read between the lines, okay? There's no government, no piece of paper, no constitution is going to protect us from the physical presence, the existence among us of our enemy who has and who always will get control of all mechanisms of power. This is what they do. It's like it's in their DNA. It's like the scorpion that stings the frog when they're trying to cross the river. It's the same thing over and over and over throughout the centuries. Yeah. So what's to that? You know, so you can you can use your creative license to figure it out. But yes, there is no governmental institution, no senator, no congressman, and no president that's going to save us from our enemy. There's a fate that our that awaits our enemy, and it has to be uh, delivered by our hand. I'll leave it at that. Well said. Uh, well said. Anything else on your mind, Doug? I'm going to be in Minden next week, Paul. <laughs> I can't wait oh. to check it out. Enjoy. Thank you. Have a good show. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate the call. All right, we're going to move on to Reese in New York. Reese, welcome. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, good uh, good evening, gentlemen. Great program. Right up my alley. I um, want to just say a few things. We don't have much time, so let me get past the intro. First of all, whites need to get off their knees. They need to rediscover their pride and their self-respect and stop being what I call the ass cleaners of blacks. And that's what most whites are nowadays. Even the tough-looking guys with the long hair and the tattoos, they're pussies. I see it all the time, okay? Now, we've got mm-hmm. a two-fold problem here. is the anti-white brainwashing, which is basically cradle the grave from the time you're into school and university, and demoralization that we have to deal with in order for them to rediscover. Because if they don't find their ethnic pride, they're going to fall back on virtue signaling and ass cleaning. That's what the problem is. They're stuck in that net right now because they don't have that pride. Now, let me give the listeners some reasons they should be prideful. The greatest minds and philosophers of history. How about Aristotle, Socrates, <laughs> Cicero, Tacitus, Anaximander, Plato, Homer, the greatest commanders and, and generals of, our, of, of history. Napoleon, Patton, William the Conqueror, uh, the greatest musical uh, composers, Bach, Mozart, Verde, Handel, Gasquin de Prez, Beethoven, the greatest explorers of continents and discoverers of the New World, Marco Polo, Magellan, Columbus, Garibaldi, Cabot, the greatest inventors and scientific minds in history, Galileo, Newton, 
Thomas Edison, Pastor, Bohr, Bernoulli, Max Planck, Graham Bell, I can go on. The greatest artists and lyric literary geniuses, uh, Da Vinci, Edgar Allan Poe, Tennyson, thousands and thousands of others that if I had time I can go into. Now, having said that, uh, Paul, that you have on, made some very good points. Throughout 6,000 years of recorded history, the black African has invented nothing. Not a written language has ever been discovered or created by them. Um, they haven't even used a calendar, a plow. They have never built a road or a bridge on the African continent or a railway, a ship that could navigate the sea, or even the wheel. So he's never cultivated any crops. He's never domesticated a beast, uh, even though Africa is abounding with them. And he transports goods on the top of his head. My problem is, uh, is uh, you know, uh, last week you had this guy, A.O., I think his name was, or A.I.? I.O. I.O. I.O., okay. I wish I could have gotten on because I would have taken him to school. I have no problem if blacks want to partner with whites and help us defeat our common enemy. But what they need to do is to realize the aforementioned that I just read off that little litany of white achievement and acknowledge that if it had not been for whites, we would not have modern civilization and the construction of cities and, uh, of course, all the modern conveniences that we all enjoy. My problem is when they come on with this moxie, talking as if they built something, they talk about Timbuktu, which they didn't even build, they served as slaves to build Timbuktu, that's my problem. I don't hate blacks. Uh, they hate me, and I know most women... Well, well hold like on me. there, Reese. Hold on, Reese. What about the black Vikings? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that one. So here, so here, so I'll just jump in. So, Reese, you're making some great points. You used a lot of great examples, and I definitely applaud that. And, yes, I, I think all as decent white men here, you know, we don't have a desire, or I don't have a desire to see blacks grovel before anybody or to admit this or admit that but uh as restated when he uses the phrase i have a problem yeah so with the opposite i have a problem with that so in other words when they have let themselves be filled with jewish propaganda and hate and anger at us okay and when they believe silly notions right i mean i sat in a coffee shop a while uh, back with a uh, got into some kind of a discussion with a black man. He wasn't really black. He was a mulatto, and like you know, mulattoes like a needle. They could have a touch of white and a lot of black, or they could have a touch of black and a lot of white. You know, you never know what you're going to get. But this man sat there. He was in his fifties, a grown man, and it was uh, I don't know how long ago it was, maybe fifteen years ago or so. And he actually was believing there's no such thing as race, or that race is a social construct. I did not get into much of a discussion with him because I thought it would be a waste of time. But yeah, they actually believe these things. They believe the stuff that's been told to them. And so we do have one poisonous enemy, but without that many enemy, we would still have racial issues. And we want, as I mentioned on that call, what white people want, white nationalists want, is a white supermajority with hegemonic control of our own society. And that's nothing wrong with wanting that. Yeah. If I could Great just point. conclude on this one point, there might be another call. I'm going to conclude on this one very important point. And it's this, the relationship between blacks and Jews. Now, here's what Farrakhan didn't discuss in that book, that Jews have studied blacks throughout the centuries that they slave traded them. They studied their nature, and that's why they brought them over here 
into America, first used as slaves to exploit for money, and then when that was done, after they had Lincoln free the blacks, they weaponized them slowly and methodically to use because they knew the tendency of blacks from observing them over the centuries. So the, the black now has been weaponized against the whites. There are some blacks, uh, great intellectual blacks, that would stand right along all of us here tonight and would acknowledge this, but the majority won't. And I'll tell you this from being in the New York City area. If you see a white guy get jumped by a black, there's a fight. You will see other blacks join in that don't know either of them. They will start kicking the white guy on the ground or punching him. Right. If you see yeah. whites and a black guy is getting beat up by a couple of white guys, the white guys will join in and drag the white guys off him and say enough. So people better wake up that that's the reality we're confronted with. Great points, Paul. The races are different. This has been a phenomenal show. Um, we're coming up to the final couple minutes. A any, uh, uh, thank you for your call, Reese. That was an excellent call. A any final thoughts, Paul? Well, you know, I don't know how appropriate this final thought is, but as Reese pointed out, and as you and I, Giuseppe, know the reality of the world, uh, one of my few, and I did have a few forays into uh, to jail. Yeah, I've been incarcerated before, and uh, way back in the day, I had another white guy tell me one time, give me the heads up. He says, look, if you get into it with any of these guys, keep your head on a swivel because the rat pack you and you can't count on another white guy helping you. And I think that we can take that thread all right, of truth and bring it forward to today's world. And white people now, we need to break out of this this racial disunity and come together so that we can have the kind of world that we're capable of building. That's a great point, Paul. We really do. I mean, it's sad that, um, you know, uh, what do they say? You know, hard times make strong men. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men. And the cycle continues. We're, we're in a cycle of a lot of weak white men right now who uh, just take everything for granted and think they're so smart and got it so on the ball. Well, you don't. And it's coming down to crunch time. And, and uh uh, that's why I've been spending so much time with these young white nationals. They get it. And, uh, Paul, you get it. And here we go. Stay tuned for the king of Sunday night, the one and only Robert Rabel and Incendiary Radio. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, Paul, from northern Nevada. And here he comes, Robert Rabel. Good night, everyone. The secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines. Ciroc grape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol. Fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules, penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin, delivering faster and more effective results. Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.